This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Swings. I see the boy Swings done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and keep it locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Pop culture. I feel like I'm part of the hip hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. He's like you should. Like I'm like marginal. All right, Sweeney. I'm gonna see you later. Stay black. That's not so bad. There we have it, folks. Keep it, keep it, basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory, like Oprah's Bugatti. Damn, son, where'd you Emma find this? Or a locker video, or just Sweeney video. Like Walking on him playing the guitar and flip out on you in song. Mayday, Mike, Mayday, smoke bomb. Oh wait, what? Oh, do you They're know who's on drinking that? I feel a little weird now, dude. I swear out. to God, who was drinking OCD. that? OCD. No, you are. I seriously feel a little weird. What? We're live. Yeah. You're such a cuck. You pissed me off so fucking much this weekend. I want to blow your brains out. I'm low. I'm low. It was on low. Shut up. Loud as shit. It was on low. Are we live? Yeah, we're going live. Keep it basement podcast. Young T Sizzle in the house. Tom Zappia. Zappia. That's not me. Other people say that to me, and I think they're fucking idiots. And Mike the Sween Sweeney. What to do, baby? Never again. And Dick Cow is in the house. Just kidding. It's just us two. But, uh, 
But thank you for joining us on this beautiful evening after a rousing weekend of suicidal thoughts on my part because I had to deal with Mike Sweeney's texts all weekend. Like usual. I just know how to rile, wild people up. And babysitting. I try not to do that because I give positive energy, but it's always fun to always throw some shots and wild people up. Mike's not positive. He's negative. I'm positive. Positive mindset, always. Keep it based on we put bums in the seats. We got t-shirts, boys. Hit us up. 15 bucks a pop. Live podcast, Strix Media. No, it's not. We're not selling t-shirts yet. We're going to down the road. but So if you don't really fuck with us, it's 15 bucks a pop, motherfucker. And more live events. I gotta stop cruising. Um, yeah, baby. Exotica 2019. We're gonna get wild. Strix Media. Strix Media live. live podcast, October 17th, Morristown, Horseshoe Tavern. Don't be soft. We guys, we know you hate your jobs. Come network. You meet you'll meet a creator just like you, and you guys can collab together and make something beautiful that you can make money off of. Lower this now. But how are we feeling? Because I'm so tired. And I'm actually I'm not that tired. I'm pretty tired. But I just drank out of a water that wasn't mine, and I'm not a fan of it. So I'm hopefully I don't die now. But we are keeping it basement, keeping it cute. Shout out to Raphael DeLuca, Mark Kennis, Tay Media, some of our day ones who don't aren't always around. Podcast week, internet, and happy pot. Is it what is it? International Podcast Day today, or week, or day? I don't know. Happy podcasting and International Podcast Day. Fucks. We didn't. We happy ho- the fucks. We've been hosting a podcast. I've been I've been doing a podcast for two and a half years. Mike's been doing it for like five years, and we didn't even know it was Podcast Day. So who the fuck are we? Shout out to the girl who told me Happy Podcast Day. You kind of cute. Although there's you can get these. Although there's literally a day yes. for everything. Like tomorrow to be National Cheese Fries Day or whatever. Like it's always something. National Boyfriend Number Two Day. National. Dump your side chick day. National. Oh yeah, September thirtieth. National. I got a couple hoes on the back burner day. National cheating day. I saw something recently on social media that I wanted to talk about. Now I can't remember what it was. But how are you guys feeling? We got advice from listeners and friends, people not in the comedy world or podcast games. Sometimes they give the most logical advice. Sometimes they do. That's why we need you guys to subscribe and share the podcast and get it around. Not just the podcast, our YouTube videos, because a lot of that's not the podcast. It's still funny content. Our website and our social media and our everything else, Instagram, Twitter, just spread the word if you like us. You know, We're not one of these podcasts with 10,000 ratings, so we need you out there. And we do have one one-star rating from some pussy, so let us know who that is. And then also we don't have a Shopify thing where we could buy likes for uh, or have some algorithm thing or pay Apple to get likes. Yeah, we, we don't, we're not into that. Also, we don't... Or we aren't and we're on, not iHeartMedia either. We, we also aren't on Patreon. We're based on productions, though. But if you would pay... a to hear us once a month, even if it's a dollar, let us know. Slide in our DMs or message us through our website and let us know if you would do that because if you would, we would probably be in pure shock. I might have a better shot of actually dating uh, sugar mamas and getting money to fund the podcast through that. (laughs) (laughs) But Can you get on that? Yeah. But uh, yeah, not everyone listens to every app. Um, My buddy was saying, and he was like, bring your best comedy interview questions to big name guests to show listeners like what your brand is made of. Yeah. Um... Yeah, you that's why. Listen. That's why I think we're comedy first. Well, I'm comedy first. I know that I'm a comedian. I don't even like. We just had Sean Kelly on. It was a great episode. Learned a lot about Instagram algorithms, numbers, fake followers, all that shit. It, marketing influencers. But Grant the Cardone, the day, Jordan Grant Belford. Cardone, Jordan Belfort, Sam Ovens, Logan Paul, all these, all these influencers, all these great guys who make gazillion dollars on YouTube and podcasting. But I just don't care. At the end of the day, I care about them. Like they're good guys. I learn a lot from them. I know I learn a lot from Jordan Belfort, Aubrey Marcus, all these yeah, people, yeah, Gary yeah. V. You know, they're influencers. They're yeah. 
entrepreneurs, they make a bunch of money, blah, blah, blah. But I'm still a comedian at the end of the day, so I want to create something funny. Like I told you, you kind of hate, you think I hate on comedians, but I told you that everything I've done is comedy. You think I'm a social media guru or whatnot. It's just me reacting quickly to this thing and then doing a comedy thing about it. Everything I've got is through comedy, if you think about it. And and also being personable interview. I just think... Well, you you think I'm just like some social media like business guy or want to be that entrepreneur, but in reality, it's kind of like I'm a comedian, but I see other avenues to help create a brand, so I'm going to try that. True. Um, I just think... You know, in terms of we 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 went over me and Mike talked on uh, after after the Sean Kelly episode about you know influencing and algorithms and and bot bots who watch stories and stuff like that. And I'm just like not the biggest fan of that. I'd rather just do comedy. And obviously, I want to bring comedy to the podcast, which is mostly what I do. Like Mike is usually the hard hitter with the questions. And yeah. He has better questions. He's more interested. He likes to interview. He'll tell you that to your yeah, face. Yeah, I like to be a host. You know, I don't and not, also throw entertainment. I don't not like to interview. I just would prefer to do jokes off of it and maybe ask some interesting questions that I'm interested in, especially if it's a guest I'm very interested yeah. in. But I I uh I don't want to uh I don't want to like, you know, buy a bunch of followers just so I get a blue check nah, and, I never million, said that. and millions of followers yeah. so I could make money off YouTube. That'd be that'd be great, obviously, but I would Well that's the thing. I don't want to put my I heart was saying would it. you wanna be like a like a social media comedian like uh Supreme Patty like a Klops? Not saying that any of these guys have done this. Where you have like a bot app that watches stories or bot followers and you get to just do nothing all day instead of working in an office environment, but you're getting paid more and you're getting like thousands of dollars through Instagram promotions, free food from like accounts because you're famous and big on social media. So I think in a way the fame gets them as a drug. You could walk down the street as an an Instagram comedian and a lot of people probably won't know you if you have like a fake following or you're not, you know what I mean? You're big on social media, but in like in the grand scheme of things, people might not know who you are. But I feel like it's a drug kind of like clouds a drug and so is fame. And it's like, would you rather work a shitty office job that you hate and you you complain about every day? Or would you want to be on social media making money and doing comedy at night? So it's like a thin line between all that stuff. And it just thought it was interesting. But me personally, like I, I, I it, it's just very interesting, the whole situation on social media. Yeah. And someone sometimes some people it hits hard and you get it quick, you know, like a Logan Paul or something like that. Not saying he didn't work hard. Obviously, he did. But he was one of the biggest. Yeah, he was trying for various things, too. Like you said, yeah, he popped on early on Vine and that kind of catapulted him into that. Other people I see people doing that on TikTok now. Other people would just push their stuff for years and years and years and it might pay off down the line, but you have no way of knowing. So and we just I kind of learned from Sean Kelly. He'll basically he'll tell you. He told us straight up to get a huge social media following, which is let's be honest, the main way someone will take you seriously to begin with is pay to play, which especially is, if you're a brand with a product. Pay to sh- pay pay for shout outs, pay pay for ads and and you know have bots look at other people's stories for you and 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 like other people's posts for you so that your target audience can be targeted yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll visit your profile and probably fuck with you if you're funny. Now or to play have to play advocate though, he did say Shane Gillis had a orga- organic audience is really funny and talented and he he's going to make it someday real big. He did say he already made it and then he said, well, like a huge huge. And then Mickey Gall he said has an organic following in New Jersey and and is a great thing to do, a great brand. There's yeah, micro well, influencers. He was saying, "Fucking regular influence." I don't fucking yeah. know. I got a micro penis. That's all I know. That's probably confirmed. Let's just call it like it is. Me and Mike and Alex are not micro influencers. They were not entrepreneurs by any stretch of the imagination. I don't even know what entrepreneur it is. Uh, if anything, an and opportunist. Not, an opportunist, definitely a content creator, definitely. But like a, you know, we don't know how to go about getting huge influencing, uh, uh, teaching people how to 
teaching people how to get millions of followers or fuck with you, you know, in a in business sense. I will I will say I know the way, but I didn't have like a formula structure through it. Like I could get something viral, I could reach out to someone, I get people to react. Right? That's right, but that's all content it's, creation it's all and social and stuff. We're not like a Grant Cardone or Jordan Belfort oh, where we yeah, have a product oh, we yeah, can't like sell analytics. people. You yeah. can't get me on a cold call. I go, I could do a hundred cold calls in a row. I won't sell to one person. And I know, bad confidence. I, bad confidence. But I, might, I think I might be able to because I'm a people person. I'm personal. I, I'll tell you why I wouldn't be able to. I don't want to. I don't care about so there's selling. No passion. You. Exactly. I don't care about why selling work these you shitty jobs. I don't care about selling you this cell phone. I care about making a funny video that I'm in that will entertain you or entertain you with my jokes. Yeah, I think with me, it's like uh, I could play it either way. I could be like a, not to compare myself to anyone, but I could be like an Ellen DeGeneres or someone with like a like a Bill Maher or whatever or Charlemagne, where it's like you have a talk show and you could do comedy too, and you're both of that. Where it's like I want to actually hear the perspectives of these people who I look up to. Like, say, if I was listening to Steve Harvey or Howard Stern, mm-hmm. or like Doctor Phil or Oprah, I want to hear what they have to say. But at the same time, I want to make it funny and make it laugh, and and I want to joke in an interview as well. So it's like, like I said, I could take it anywhere as a host, comedian, TV, podcast. I just want to be me, and also include comedy, of, of course, because I know the entertainment's big, sex sells too. But yeah, find it interesting. Yeah. I had that one quote in the Sean Kelly thing. That one book was saying how you have to make people feel important, also sex sells. And I think that's really that's actually key. People don't look into. Like, you have to want to make people feel important when they're listening to what you're doing or feel better. So comedy, if you're a comedian, you would have to provide value by making people feel better. Mm-hmm. They go to the they go to the stress factor, they go to a comedy club to relieve the depression or thoughts or have a good day and feel good and have a few drinks and kick back. And a lot of comedians gotta realize that. But like there's all different forms of comedy and shit like that. But I just think providing value, I know everyone says that, like all these entrepreneurs, but I really think that's true in a way, whether you're making people feel important, feel good, or involving sex because it sells. Yeah. Um, this guy does this every podcast. I'll give gems. He doesn't. He starts to use his phone, doesn't listen, then I get yelled at for anything I do Well, wrong. I'm looking for anything trending that I could be I have, add to I the have. end of the podcast. I have. No, I mean like right now on Twitter, not from a couple days ago, like Snitch9. We get it. He's, no, no, he's going to get killed. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Well, Stacey Dash just got arrested. I'm just getting over this stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of hit this hard. We were talking about it. We talk about it so much in text that it's you know yeah, it's yeah. hard to re uh, rehash it. You know, a couple days. But later. I, I just want to say that people were giving me advice, like people who don't listen to podcast, like Jay-Fu? mine, uh, just a bunch of people. There were like mm-hmm. everyone runs out of content at a point. It feels stale. Recycle and reuse some of your best jokes and content because you never know who's listening to that episode. Yeah, double down on what hits and what you're good at, and then too much material like. Say we have a great episode and it's forgotten within months and a year, and that person, even the Paul brothers, even people who are famous, say that people don't even li- watch your YouTube from six months or a year ago as much. The new following just watches the recent stuff; they don't go back. So it's like too much material. Don't let it be forgotten, and nobody knows about it. Like, like I take all my podcast notes; it could be used as comedy material. Like, you reuse your stuff, recycle the shit. Like, it could be used as a movie script, a podcast, uh, a stand-up comedy routine. And then the best advice is my buddy. He just shitted on Keep It Basement. Not really. He was like, listen, he's a different one. He's like, listen, nobody's going to listen like on a global scale until you get famous. Uh, not going to get an audience you want unless you grow a following and take risks. And he was just saying examples, stand-up comedy, social media videos, interview big names, co-sign and repost on pages, be like the barstool guys, be like world star. So it's, very, it's interesting advice from people who don't know the ins and outs of co- podcasting and comedy. Play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Out and I go, uh, obviously you don't know who the Sweens is, okay? A fucking world-renowned 
hip-hop and radio producer and host, radio host, who's done interviews with countless superstars and is a fucking multifaceted talent. So the fucking best thing you could fucking do is have him be a sponsorship for your fucking shipbag CBD oil because the kid's a fucking legend in the game, okay? He's the fucking greatest interview you will ever see. Howard Stern, Charlemagne, Larry King ain't shit on Mike Sweeney, okay? So you're going to want to fucking have our business, motherfucker. Sincerely, the, sincerely, the Sweens. Get yourself shot. Yo, keep it basement. Keep it basement. Back at it, baby, with the bang bangers. Let's get ready to rumble. Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to, to me, fans make the best interviewers. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan... It, you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour, it's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I'm a listener. I like yeah. like a lot of interviewers I have 20 questions and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions but the yeah. truth about it is if you ask me a question if I ask an artist a question and the artist answers me if I'm listening I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him and that's what a conversation is all about hello hello Sipes hey Sipes what's up hey what's going on this is Mike Sweeney Sweeney what's up dude Mike Sweeney the idiot got it what, what radio basement Keep it basement, like keep it, like keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy Little Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep it basement. Making money. Not ugly. Shout out Katy Berry and her knockers. Katy Perry. What the fuck is he naked? I told you that. Oh, why is he naked? It's amazing comedy. You don't like, oh my it, god, this one the his first prick one, is out. The first two who calls it a prick? The first <laughs> one's blurred and then the second one isn't. Not good. Holy it's great. Crap. Why would he do that? The whole thing was this was a Howard Stern interview and Charlize Theron was on there. Charlie Theron, you dipshit. Charlie Theron. Um, hope he's fucking. Uh, hope he's a grower. Jesus. And Seth Rogen. They were saying it was big. I thought they were kidding. They were saying it's great size because they thought it was soft, but it, it looks like it's a mid chub actually. Oh no, I was gonna say it was soft. It wasn't soft. It's a mid chub. I Hang think. On, I got a. I got a. People said it was big, so one. I thought. I think I'm pretty big. If they think it's big, if it's a, if it's, if this is off a, a mid chub, we gotta put this picture up on the post, <laughs> but blur it out. <laughs> do it, do it. I will. If this is here's a, I, I'd never examined a guy's penis this this closely. So, if it's completely soft, it, no, it's probably a decent size. But if it's a mid chub, you know, I might have some competition for him. Just kidding. Um. Why Charles is this, why you want to talk Theron. about this? Why you want to talk about Orlando Bloom's Charles penis? Theron. Charlie's Theron. Theron. It's I actually think. the easiest name to pronounce ever. No, it's actually Thorn, her last name. Like if South African, I think. Shout out to our number one fans, Kevo. 
my question is, would you ever go paddleboarding <laughs> paddleboarding with your penis out? No. <laughs> it's fucking great. I'd also never go paddleboarding. Some say that if you weren't famous, people who have like, like nudity like that, they would do it because they're free living and they're free spirited though. Obviously he is too because he's, he's famous. So he didn't give a fuck. He's not, he hasn't even been big in 15 years. His prick was out, but he's with Katy Perry, right? Married to him or no? Or dating? I guess I wouldn't care if Katy Perry was there, but it's kind of fucked up on her part because she has to get shit for it because, like, his prick is out. You got to stop saying prick. I've never heard that before. It's weird. Prick. Just say dick. It's his penis. We said penis a hundred times. Why are you saying it's his prick? His prick was out. It's funny to say prick. No one's ever said that in history. Yeah, it was. No. Maybe Joe Sweeney says it. Make you prick. Yeah, you are a prick, but they don't call your penis that. What do you think of that, though? Isn't that funny? I guess say, shit has happened like that before. Fuck, it's like girls' lo- nudes getting leaked. I know, oh, but the guy didn't care. He literally was just paddleboarding like nothing was there. I mean, he doesn't care. He's with a fucking hot chick. He's on vacation. Why would he care? He probably does all the time. People go to nude beaches all the time. They're just not famous. Or the, they, or they don't, you're not getting filmed if you're not famous. If There's you, no paparazzi if, around. Yeah, it's still weird. I think it would be on Snapchat anyway <laughs> in today's age if it wasn't. Well, do you think yeah, if it was maybe, maybe I don't know where it was, but if it was in Europe, maybe it's common or nude beach. But also, I think if you're with a celebrity, it's a liability on her or him if you're fucking with your tits out or dick out, right? I think if you're once you get famous enough, although with all this Me Too shit, but it's not like he was like fucking jerking off in front of how whatever. funny is that picture though? If once you're that, <laughs> once you're famous enough, you can do whatever the hell you want. They were saying the penis was big. What did you, what would you take on that? I told you if it, if he's completely soft there, it's not small. But if he's got a half chubby there, it's like all right, it might be it's a half chubby. Crazy. They were thinking it was like huge. Word. I hate wrist tattoos. Who has a wrist tattoo? Orlando Bloom. You're just looking them up on Google right now? Well, I'm trying to see if they're married. Yeah, they're engaged since February. She's with freaking James Franco, then Orlando Bloom. She's a smoky. James Franco's a little creep, right? Uh, not James Franco. Uh, James uh, Russell Brand. Oh, yeah, Russell Brand. Who's hilarious. I love Russell Brand. Um. Yeah, there's been there's been fucking videos like that all the time. So, something like that comes out with a girl all the time. They she they see her ass or whatever. But obviously he didn't care. I'm get, I'm wondering where they were. If that's like a nude beach area or like a just a free out on the ocean area. Can you fake text me or I'm gonna fake text you saying I'm gonna date Charlie Theron? Can you can you text back something stupid <laughs> like you're a fucking idiot? I'm like yeah, I don't give a fuck. I, I thought you were gonna make it like a young hot like Instagram model, not Charlie Theron, some forty Milfie. year old who. Well, no, it was kind of like her fault and Howard Stern because Howard Stern was talking about the movie Long Shot. They were promoting it. Pretty good movie. I liked it. It was actually really good. Good romant, romantic comedy. I'm a sucker for rom coms. And uh, Howard Stern said like. Long shot, the movie is a nerd's dream because it makes you think you have a shot with a girl like Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Because of, uh, you know, Seth Rogen playing that part of the uh, journalist and just like the loser journalist who doesn't, not to be a hater on Seth Rogen, like he knows this, like he doesn't obviously look like a male model. He's married. But like he has a good personality. And it's a relatable movie to guys who want to get a girl out of their league, I feel like. You didn't see it I though. I never saw it. Yeah. But she, the whole thing was there was articles, and she said she wants somebody, even an average guy, to grow a pair, step up, and ask her out. Was so when single? you say that, I thought she's divorced with when, kids. When you say that, no, she's single. Um, and when you say that, like on social media, obviously you're gonna have like comedians hitting you up, and that was happening. Like comedians were hitting up famous people, and like a bunch of people in her comments. Like if you say to ha- you want to have a guy grow a pair and ask her and ask me out, then that's the shit that happens. Guess she's hot. Because they were saying there was like an interview. For the average guy, it's a long shot to date uh, the actress, like Theron. What's her name? Theron? Theron. Charlotte Theron. And uh, she said that she's 100% single and inter- interested in dating someone new. And she's like, it really doesn't. I've been single for 10 years. It's not a long 10 shot. 10 years? 
she 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 was dating Sean Penn or whatever, but she doesn't talk about it publicly he now. Looks rough. Or like tried to they were gonna be married or whatever. She has two kids, they're adopted. And then oh. she was like yeah, she was just saying how someone needs a girl pair and like it was just interesting. And then like in the Howard Stern interview, Howard Stern was kind of being like sexually funny, but like because he thinks she's so hot and like likes her. But he's happily married. But he was just saying that uh <laughs> she was saying she was vouching for Howard Stern saying guys who talk like Howard Stern like are openly aren't per- like openly like that, like sexually aren't actually pervy. But the people who are the most pervious are the creepy guys who are hiddenly hiddenly like that and don't say anything. She said she'd rather have a guy like Howard Stern talk to her who talks about like sex and everything like that than someone who hides it and is creepy with their intentions. Mm-hmm. Like he's just entertaining in a way. I think that's true. I feel like there's always people who like hide what they feel and shit. And they're like mad creepy behind the scenes and do creepy ass shit. I think smarter, and like your comedy people like this aren't even as creepy. I think smarter girls or more, I don't know, like easy, girls who are easier to talk to kind of like, not like those, like, you know, like twirling your hair, brain dead kind of girls would prefer that. Those girls probably just want like a good looking guy. Yeah, she seems do pretty a pickup cool. Line. She seems pretty cool. Um, Cause, I, yeah, I don't really know her, but I'm sure if a comedian, you know, probably a f- established enough comedian single went up to her, she'd probably be into it more than if some just dipshit model who can barely talk went up to her. Probably, yeah. She could probably get any guy she wanted. That's what happens in Hollywood. I think any famous actress who's somewhat good looking can get any guy they want. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Seth Rogen, Howard Stern said that uh, like someone like them, like who are just mainly off personality and have no looks, is mini golf is a great first date. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got his wife, uh, Seth. Oh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, it was one of the first dates was mini golf, and then Howard Stern was like, "That is a great idea, great date, <laughs> great first date." And he's like, "Yeah, I think this, it's Seth Rogen was like, yeah, I think it's perfect for someone who only has their personality to work with." And I laughed <laughs> at that. <laughs> I, could, this, I feel like it's a good date. Is this an old interview? Yeah, it was like in the spring. I just wa- I like watched it. I uh, bootlegly watched it because I liked the movie Longshot so much, and I took gems from it because I thought it was funny. Yeah, but he got I have a baby Good first date, though. You think? Yeah, I guess. And then he was saying Howard Stern made the movie prior parts. You know, right? Mm-hmm. He said that he did some <laughs> makeout scenes, so he's asking Seth about if he copped an erection and everything like that, and mm-hmm. fantasized sexually about uh, Charlize. And uh, Howard Stern said he admitted Howard Stern used to jerk off in his trailer after after scenes in private parts. He would get wood. Oh, I could definitely see and that. And he was the jerk. It. I, I feel like he, he, in a way, it's from 80s and 90s and people laugh at that, but he's so honest. I feel like that's kind of me too-ish now in this day. Hashtag me too. But he's so cool and honest with the intentions. Like he didn't hurt or harm anyone. He just said, hey, listen, like I used to relieve myself after because I was so horny with these sex scenes and private parts and like these uh, kissing scenes. Who do you scenes. have sex scenes with? Just that the one girl that played his wife, right? I didn't really see And she was parts. like naked. Great movie. Yeah, I think... Uh I can't believe you've been single for 10 years. Hollywood she said 10 years, but it's really not years. real because she was dating that guy, Sean Penn, for a few years. Or yeah, like she they're about to be means married. like not significant, whatever. Oh, you mentioned something which She also fucks with funny. comedians. You said, uh, Seth Rogen said he's happily married. I was thinking about that saying, I'm happily married. Why aren't you just saying married? Like if you're happily married, like if, like don't you think if you're happily married, you don't have to say that? You just say yeah. I'm married? Because if you just, so it's like now what? If you just say I'm married, so it's like, oh, so now you're not happily married. Are you guys getting a divorce? Or are you going to, ch- could you cheat on her with me? Like, you know, why not just say you're married? Obviously. I, I heard everyone in Hollywood swingers. I don't know if that's true. He doesn't seem like that type. But I heard Probably. he met his girl through the Ali G show. He used to be a writer on Ali G show. And he Ali, met, it's Ali. He, he met, uh, he met his wife through that show. There's Dude, someone on that show. Seth Rogen? Yeah. Probably. Think about that. It's pretty wild. He's been married for a while, I think. Yeah, like he met her in 2004, I think, and he got married like yeah, yeah kind of recently. And he was young. He got married young. He's, Seth Rogen's not that old, and he's been in the he's been in Hollywood for a while, over 20 years already. Yeah, it's it's wild because it's like you create your networks and you start meeting women through that. I think that's what's yep. interesting about comedy. Like you could find a wife through comedy in a way. 
she might not be a comedian, Andy but did. she might Shout work. Andy. She might work in the in- industry yeah. or something, you know. Like that's who you do, that's who you do. You just create the network you want to be in. Yeah. Oh yeah, Mickey also to speak up for what you want. I was like, yo, Charlotte's the run. Please come through. That's why the got, basement. You, that's why listeners, if you've been seeing keep a basement stories recently, Sweeney's all up in the. Uh, nah, I just it's actually a good movie. She's hot, good milf thing. I slept on her for like the past decade. I didn't like get into any of her movies, and after watching that movie, I felt like a connection to that movie. <laughs> And uh, I kind of wanted to be Seth Rogen, the journalist there, because he got the fucker in the movie, and she's cool. She seems like you could have a beer with her, even though I don't really drink a lot. But she's cool. (laughs) I'd love to go on a date with her. Please, go on a date with anyone. Meanie. And then, has your kindness ever got you in trouble? Like, you're so polite, like, uh, you'll get murdered by accident? Like, sometimes the politest people get fucked up the most, because they don't know how to say no, or they're like, they just feel bad. They just feel bad about it. And, like, you could just get in trouble that way. People have gotten murdered like that because of that, just being too nice. I think that's an extreme case. It's kind of like me and you. Kind of like you. I'm not getting... I'm not. I'm pretty sure you're nicer than me, and I'm not going to get murdered. You never know. Knock wood, not good. Like, most people would rather not be impolite and keep themselves out of moral danger than potentially hurt someone else's feelings. Um... I'm like that. I'm not about... You're like, like that, dude. Oh you'll, God, definitely get so a, you'll definitely get into rough situations because you're too nice. Tell me you're not like that. You don't get into a rough situation People for being too nice. Me. Like someone's gonna, you get if you're if you're gonna get murdered or beat up, you're, it's not because you're too nice. It's because you're being an asshole. No, it's not true. You could be you could be uh, so polite, and someone could take advantage of that. Like for example, they're not gonna Charlize. they're not gonna beat you up or murder you. They're gonna like take money from you or something, or use you for your it's like for your what you can what you're good at. Yeah, but it started with Charles was talking about a story how pretty much some guy a producer she went over to his house and he was trying to like fuck her and take advantage. And so she he was, was trying to she was trying to uh, you know Harvey Weinstein. She her. was trying to get it. She he was casting coucher and she left and didn't say anything and felt like bad after like she wanted to say something and she was like and Howard Stern was like that happens to nice people where you're too nice you don't say anything you just let it happen and he, and Seth Rogen was like people get have gotten murdered because of that like you let a hitchhiker in your car or something like that anything like that he didn't he didn't mean it's an like, extreme case it's extreme case but it's true about people pleasing how you go through bullshit because of other people and people try to manipulate you oh yeah definitely but I've I've been manipulated but I've I don't honestly don't know if I've manipulated being, being too polite is sometimes uh, sometimes the artist saying no is key. Being too polite could fuck you up. I see, I do say no though. I've said no a lot. Like um, if it's just like you know convenience factor annoying, but I've also said yes. Like you know how many you know how much like you know how often I fucking like even like even give the classic example like giving money to a homeless person. It's like you know you walk by forty of them a day and you know you give the person to the person that you can that you can. But like I've done both i've said you know yes or no like usually i'll do it if they like you know kind of give me a reason to do it they're not just like begging a cup in my face and also i never have money on me so like i don't if i can't give you money i don't feel bad because i physically have no money on you yeah, i can't no. give you my credit card I, I say, listen, two I, bucks, you, probably I got, you got more money than I, me the homeless guy in the street that's what i say sometimes. not even that no, i have i have a little bit of money but like i literally never have cash on me because like you know you get direct deposit or like you get whatever i'll tell else. you a scenario though like i think i remember happened to me where i was driving one time and I think someone was like, yo, let's pick up alcohols with a group of people. And it was like the worst shit ever. And I was already in too deep where I was driving too many people I didn't want to drive. Mm-hmm. And then someone had like Coke in the car and like picked up more Coke. And I'm like thinking I could be in jail in this situation or be fucked. Oh, yeah, I've been and like, that. that's what I mean by being too fucking nice and polite. Like, what are you going to say? Oh, Fuck yeah. this. Stop this shit. I mean, it can lead you to a, down, a fucked up road of being a people pleaser. Yeah, but if it's people you don't know, or you don't know well, you tread e- you tread heavier, more you tread more lightly. If it's your friends, like you're still gonna help, you're still gonna hook up with your friends. No, but like, you know how you go to a party and it's not always your day ones or whatever. It's like one day one and a couple people they know, like that situation. Yeah, you know, 
No, but yeah, but that, if that's the case, I just say no. I'm what good. are you going to do? Like, fuck you. Like, leave the guy on the side of the road. You're already in too deep. You already said, yeah, you already committed. You already been fucking used. If it's not one of my good friends, I think I've done that before. I've, I've, I've you know, like if it's like driving someone home. Who's but the like guy, the good, your good friend is friends with the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. But a lot of my friends were all friends with. In her case, though, it was kind of wild because eight years later, that same director, like there was a producer crew, the one dude, she wouldn't say who, asked her to be in a movie. And she's like, you don't remember that time you asked me to come over late at night and tried to like, you were touching my leg and all that stuff. And like he called, she called him out on the bullshit and like the guy felt terrible and didn't remember. And she didn't do the movie. I wonder if they actually don't remember if they just don't want to think about it because yeah, it was a weird he, time. Howard Stern was like, yeah, I'm sure he didn't really remember. Yeah, no. Dipshit. And, and she didn't say the name, but that guy was probably shitting bricks during that interview. That's the thing that's crazy because I have such a bad memory, but I was listening to like uh, podcasts. Like, I don't remember what podcast. I think Matt Damon was the guest. But really? Like, he does podcasts? Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, off camera with Sam Jones. Really good podcast. And Matt Damon was the guest. Who the fuck's Sam Jones? He's like a Hollywood photographer, but he has all he has a bunch of actors, comedians on his podcast. Yeah, that's smart. Anyway, these these guys who are like huge movie stars, like you know, like a fucking Leo or like a Matt Damon, or whatever, and they've done so much in their career and their life. And Sam's asking him like intricate stories about his childhood. He like he camped out to get Red Sox tickets one night because he wanted to go with his dad or whatever. And I was like, you like, how do you remember such like? tiny little things when Never you've forget. done so much but like i have i've barely done shit and i can't remember what i did yesterday yeah but you'll probably have like a mental problem or something i got memory loss i know that just kidding and i'm not even a freaking you know boxer or fighter not good and then liam nelson the guy from taken neeson he, he does all are you, these are you, let me just no one else just, cares they just flow it you, no, you, I understand you, you ruin care. time people have said no. that actually people have said no. you know and he, people have said to me that sweeney can't pronounce anything they don't know who you're talking pe- about people say that you've questioned so much or try to edit and everything and you make mistakes too and aren't perfect and then they say that you kill time doing that and cause fights yeah who are these people i can name some names name them right now they tell me not to name names I'm no not. no name them right now I'm not naming names you're bullshitting. I feel like we're blowing No one's the ever said that. Up. They have. Okay. No one. I bet. I bet you. There's half of the people that listen to this don't know who Liam Nelson is. Even Liam even. Neeson. I know. Even though it's so parallel and close to the real name, people are so dumb. They're gonna be like, Liam. If Nelson, you said the guy what? from Taken, if you said the guy from Taken, they'll know. Yeah, the guy from Taken. But. Yo 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 what it do baby what it do baby. Just go to the line. What it do, baby? It's Kawhi. Leonard? Yeah. Kawhi Leonard says that? Yeah, what it do, baby? Shout out to the national champion. What it do, baby? Not for much longer, though. But no, my what, point was now? Liam Nelson, Neeson, who gives a fuck? The guy is in every movie, and it's like take it's like Taken Part 10. I couldn't name one Liam Neeson movie other than the Taken. I watched The, commu- Ted, I watched the Commuter the other night. It's about this, some guy who rides the train daily and like saves a girl. Literally anyone could have wrote this script. Kind of inspiring. Oh, I remember when that came out. Because the movie is it. so bad, it's like anyone can make this. I can't wait to see this. Joker. Oh, it's gonna be so but bad. like this guy, he has like every every movie he does is a spinoff of Taken. It's almost like Taken Part 20. Every movie he has done, he's playing the same fucking guy pretty much. And I always think he's the guy from Taken in every movie. That's that what happens. A good actor. That's, that's what happens when you do a movie... Like your breakout movie, and you're so good at it. Every role from there on out, they—it's not like they're intentionally doing it. Yeah. They just know you're so good at it that they intentionally, unintentionally, intentionally Yo. cast you as the same guy. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Turtle. He was so good at Turtle, Jerry Ferrer, whatever, and Entourage. Like yeah. I just call him Turtle and everything. But now he was good with uh, Power as Proctor, mm-hmm. so now he's like Proctor to me too. That's why all these great comedic actors. Like when they started to get older, like the past few years, like your Will Ferrells and your Stillers and your Adam Sandler, and them, they started giving them the dramatic roles a little bit more serious much later in the career. Like Will Ferrell's first eight movies, he's playing the same guy. Ben Stiller, you see Ben Stiller Vince in Vaughn Heavyweight, same you Vince see him Vaughn. in Dodgeball, he's the exact same guy. Vince Vaughn with Swingers, same guy. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. And then also, Wilson. Sandler makes terrible movies, but I heard he's going to be in a good one, a gambling movie coming out soon. Billy. 
And uh, but he's so bad, you don't remember Sandler through good like movies. You're like, oh, that's that character. But literally, Liam Nielsen reminds me of the guy from Taken in every fucking movie he does. They're all like Taken. I, I think I'm watching Taken when I watch the movies. I'm like, what movie is this? I gotta look. Is he the main guy in Commuter? Yeah, and, and he's like the and same like scene. The same scene. He's like a retired cop or like yeah. fucked up life. His secret kids. agent, retired yeah, yeah, secret yeah. agent, CSI. It's the same. It's like a spinoff. I don't understand why they cast the guy. I guess the people will watch it because it's Taken, but the movies aren't that great. I don't know. That's mean. It's funny though. I, don't know. I haven't been watching a lot of like TV and movies. I just watch like YouTube clips and like sometimes documentaries on Netflix. Yeah. What do you think about that Variety article about Conan O'Brien? A lot of podcasters were really fucking bitter about that. I thought it was funny. I didn't care. Didn't we talk about it in the last episode? No, we never talked about it. Why would, how would we talk about the Conan O'Brien thing? I recently showed you and you finally read. Yeah, but it's old. I think the last episode it's we did, funny. it was me and you. We talked about it. Um, I think that it is... It's funny because... It's a good... It, no, it's a well-written article. He, the guy just like doesn't... He either doesn't know what he's talking about. They're or blowing like, Conan O'Brien, a late-night host, where TV's declining, the ratings and everything, and now this dipshit's doing podcasting, and he's acting like he's the... He didn't really act like the, all, the author did. He was like the forefront, the forefather no, the of podcasting. just wrote it in the wrong tone. Because he has like millions of views and shit because he's a famous comedian and famous guy on TV, but I don't even think he gets that many views. And he was acting like he started this podcast movement when guys like Charlemagne did, Rogan, Schultz, Joey Diaz, Adam22, all these other guys, Dejus and Mero, like they all started this comedy podcast movement. And even Rogan like the guys Cole like uh, the what the f- uh, WF Puck, was it Mark something Mark Marin he started he was the early on guy <laughs> I Conan said Rogan Corolla Marin Kevin Smith yeah. are the, the OGs Kevin, Conan O'Brien was late in the fucking game and this variety fucking Hollywood ass article is acting like he was like some fucking forefather of uh, podcasting I think it, it's and everyone was somebody... dissing it Schultz was dissing it Adam Twenty Two all these fucking bloggers all these podcasters were like this is a joke this article is bullshit yeah but you guys are overthinking it it was just written in a bad angle I and mean, he they probably have some connection with Conan or TBS and or Blow them, right? They yeah. don't like really know connections. what they're talking that's, about. That's the thing. Like they, they write articles for you. It's all about who you know. It's all connections. Yeah, you got to like know someone or be part of a network. But TV ratings are declining. People, dude, Jimmy Fallon's been getting a lot of hits lately. People have been dissing the fuck out of him. Why? He's I've been the nicest ran, guy in the world. I've been randomly listening to shit like, yeah, you don't want to be like Fallon and play something you're not. Like I'll listen to random shit and people have Fallon jazz. That's where I disagree though. Fallon, that what he is doing is what he is. He's a, he's a nice guy. And then they're like, yeah, you don't want to be like Fallon where no one comes to find you and listen to you. They just want your guests. I don't want to be that guy. I'd That's rather a true. Fallon who's like liberal but not over the top like a Colbert or a fucking like a like and just like yeah, badger yeah, the same yeah. thing. I think it's a nice But then guy a Bill coming. Maher who is re- ridiculously liberal but he'll shit on liberals too and make it entertaining. But like the late night shows, no, that's who found this. He's like the happiest, nicest go lucky guy. He they hate say they'll be behind closed doors. He's a boozer and he could be a hater. He could be a boozer. You're still a nice guy. Yeah, I know. But it's funny because he's that guy Jesselnik wrote for him. We talked yeah. about it before, but I just find it interesting how I'll listen to something randomly and I'll get like a Fallon joke, a Fallon hate. Maybe they're hating on Fallon, but how could you hate that guy? He seems so nice. So nice. And, and he's personable. Great. I think he's a good, good, good host. Th- that's what he was perfect for is what he does, the Tonight Show host, because like he's just an uh, easygoing, PC. comedic PC to to a to the pretty good extent. Loves all guests. Will fuck with anybody guy like even like his acting wasn't great or his like even on snl he was the first guy to break he would fucking will ferrell would make him pee himself every time because he was because that's just who he was he was having so much fun in the moment that he couldn't hold back the laughter it was like snl premiered uh this weekend i didn't watch it because i never watch it anymore but uh ad bryant who's like been there forever she cracked it in the in one in like the cold or in one of the sketches with woody harrelson and and keenan made her crack 
the sketch, she was di- started dying laughing. She has lines live, and she starts dying laughing, and they're shitting all over or whatever. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, Jimmy Fallon used to do that every other sketch when he was on back in the day. So it's the same thing. Like it's sketch comedy. You, they're gonna laugh. Like that's the whole point. Can't it can't hold it back every it's even, time. It's even funnier when they laugh. Yeah, sometimes it is. But um, no, that yeah, that article was dumb. Um, I like Jimmy Fallon. I like Conan too. I mean, I don't love him, but I like him. Um. But the wave is, I'm telling you, the wave is... TV ain't it, dude. Is is online clips and videos and YouTube and, you, and watching. Watch whatever. it whenever. A, a th- Even they do that. They do that now, too. They put their shit yeah, on YouTube. Everybody does. A, th- a f- you know a four-minute Rogan clip from a big episode will get more views than Conan's Tuesday night show on TBS. Also, it's TBS. I mean, how many people are watching TBS? It's just reruns of The Big Bang Theory and Conan. Um, it's funny because in that article, Conan was saying he wouldn't even watch late night show anymore, right? He would watch something else on Netflix or listen to a podcast. He was pretty much saying like he wouldn't even watch late night TV. Most people I know don't even have cable; they just watch Netflix. They have the Netflix hookup or the you know Hulu, whatever the whatever it's called, the Amazon Fire Stick or uh, whatever networks where you get you get Netflix, YouTube, Hulu, and like Google, whatever. What, what did you learn from the that podcast you were watching with Mark? What was it? The Logan, the Logan watched, Pauls, and Grant Cardone, Jordan Belfort shit. I watched. I watched just the Jordan Belford Grant Cardone like breakdown from a guy, and then I watched the full episode uh, at home the next day on myself, and then I watched Riley Reed on Logan Paul's episode. Well, the Grant Card because the thing is, I went to the Sean Kelly episode where you guys were talking about the Grant Cardone Jordan Belford beat, having not heard or seen any of the episode, so I didn't really know what you guys were talking about. But then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Grant Cardone barely says anything the whole episode." And and Jordan it seems like he doesn't want to be Jordan there. Jordan right? Belfort's like you, kind of with like the questions, like like let me like let's go back, like take me through this, take me through that, like what do you think about this, what do you think about that? And Grant Cardone like couldn't really explain. I was like, how the f-? and I'm just like, how the heck is this guy worth a gazillion dollars? And then he said that he pretty but much he said in the episode is. that he'll sell the same thing to like someone like us for the same amount of money, but then a corporation sell it for like. Five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and he'll use the same tax tactics to sell. And like, why would you say that? He like fucking snitch on himself. And he's not about volumes of sales. Like Jordan Belfort is like, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go knock on doors or cold calling, it's the most amount of calls or door knocks you can do in a in a day. And and Grant said, take your no. shots, right? Grant said, no, everyone's a buyer. You can if you can flip someone to be a buyer, which I kind of understand. I kind of understand it from both their angles. It's just that Jordan Belfort explained it better. Um, and you know Jordan Belfort, it comes from the world of, of sales. Like that happens though. Like so, if like, you're a guest on a podcast, you might not give a Jordan performance. You might be uh, like flying in from a flight, tired, that. and also you might like not like the guy and go on. It's just weird the dissing back and forth. Like he dissed him before the podcast, uh, Grant Cardone. But I think he was in the wrong there. I think Belfort held this cool and played it cool. The guy's been through the ringer, Belfort, and he's like he threw shots like my guys don't do drugs or whatever. Because of the Wolf of Wall Street, that yeah. guy did get popular for the because mo- of the movie, The Wolf of Wall Street. I feel like we wouldn't know him at all if it wasn't for that movie. That was his exposure. That was his moment. Yeah, if he still went this route with podcasting and, and he wouldn't be as big, redoing no way. his business and everything, we would still know him. But yeah, he wouldn't be as big. When I when I first watched the movie, I loved it so much. I friended him on LinkedIn. He wrote me back, and like he was, I think he was messaging me at the time, and he wasn't as big. And you could really? tell he was amplifying. He was doing like public speaking and stuff, and he was working on his personal brand. I like like the, it was well, my movie was Scorsese. It was Leo. I get it, but it's just like I'm not into like glorifying that kind of shit. I get it. I sound like a pussy, but like glorifying that kind of shit to make him I feel famous you. because it's like look. That movie came out when I was 19, so like we were in college. You're like, oh, what are we going to do after college? And then you see a guy making millions of dollars throwing yacht parties blowing and, and doing blow off a of hooker's tits or whatever. It's like, Not oh, bad. I want that. So it's like Jordan Belfort is coming out now. He did his tight. I actually thought he did more jail time. He only did 22 months 
for stealing over a hundred, I think a hundred, almost a hundred million from penny, people. Penny stocks. Um, and now you know he came back out. The fact that he came out of jail and had re, and had to start from scratch, rebuild his business. Now he has a successful podcast. This that and anything. He obviously knows what he's doing. Successful. He was that that shows yeah successful. That shows a guy who was probably born to do that. Like he went to college. For, he had a, he has a biology degree, and then he just immediately went into stockbroking and sales and killed it. I heard a story. And granted, about him. he scammed people for a long time, but now I guess he's he's in the right. He's the right. Bro, guy. he's a natural born opportunist hustler. I heard a story about him like down down the beach in like. Uh, Long Island back in the day, mm-hmm. there was like this stand that would sell ice creams for a certain amount, right? Yeah, he and, made twenty thousand. They would run with his buddy. Yeah, he would yeah. go in a cooler and charge and buy the whole, all these cases of ice cream and just charge cheaper on the beach and keep yeah. doing it. Yeah, and he stacked up like thirty G's. And, and yeah, and that's not even that hard if you think about it. It's just it's just hustle. Just the hustle. Like yeah. I wouldn't even feel like doing that. I'd I know. rather just like you know. It's like different types. That's what I'm saying. There's like a business side of people, and then I think also a creator side. That's what I was trying to say earlier in the podcast. Speaking of creators, I'm not Joe like Budden. that. I'm not like that. That flipping you're, flipping for flipping ice cream for less money. Like it's just you're it's, more like Joe Budden. Like what he said, Joe yeah. Budden said, talking to like, if you're really serious about your dream, you would quit your regular job and be broke for a little bit. And he said, to be successful, you have to quit your job. Sounds like counterintuitive advice, but he was saying that you got to play to passion. And if you're a creator, you're never really caring about money anyway. But money needs to happen, obviously. Sure. But he said, that's like, he, I remember what I said, how creatives don't think about money sometimes. They yeah. just think about doing what they like. Yeah. And that's what he did with hip hop, hated hip hop, stopped rapping, did media, and was unemployed and had a kid on the way. And then got like five jobs in one year, all to be a voice of, uh, like on-air talent and like podcasting and creating a brand. And he's like, you're never going to make the money you want to make by working for somebody else during their day job. Mm -hmm. You have to build your own brand. And I I guess he has a point. He would know he did it, and he's not fucking smart. He admits it. I can't believe he quit hip hop. How you just quit rapping? Where you're even if he wasn't a good rapper, he still he was had, he no. Still, he was a good rapper. Actually. He was a good rapper, and he still had a he's fan just not base. popular. He's, he's not like popular. Records. Like he's not like a pop rapper. It was kind of like a darker, deeper, depressed type rapper, and he had like a niche following. Sometimes it's better, but he just didn't love it. Like when you fall out of love with something, you do other stuff. He was always a good personality. He used to be on Hot 97 back in the day. But even for him, garnering that rap following and having some successful music out obviously helped him get a bigger podcast than if it was someone who's just like quitting their office job who nobody knows is just going to start on the whim. But what do you think about his what, what do you think about his advice you didn't answer like he said don't try to steal second base with your foot on first meaning like don't be don't don't hold back like go all in if you're going all in and like take risks yeah, and that's make great, that gotta, jump. That's great but you got to have a plan and if you got to pay bills you can, I, I me personally I I can't literally live off of zero income every week. I, I know I can't. I saw I didn't watch the full clip but he was saying how he had no income coming in for like a while. And he was just saying, like, if you're really serious about the dream, you would quit your regular job and be broke for a little bit. And to be successful in anything you want to do, it's all about taking the risk. He and also might not have dream. explained the whole story. Maybe he, had some, he obviously had some successful friends. Maybe he got thrown a loan or something. Like, no, like, I think he was already had that money from hip hop. Oh yeah, or you yeah, know what I mean. Save your money. Yeah, like He's I already loaded. Like if I quit my job today, like I got a little bit saved up where I could get by for about a year, but like. And and go for it. I just haven't made that leap yet, and I don't know if I will or when I will. You know, like I could, like yeah, like he, he obviously you get to garner a decently successful rap career, and you're not stupid with your money buying Ferraris. You will obviously save a little bit of money, and then yeah, then you go, you quit, and you hustle that hard, live off your savings, and put your put whatever you can into the into your into, into your hustle. Then yeah, and I think like like it's not like you like you're Rory kind of talking where it's like they have too, literally zero dollars in the bank account. Which has happened, but I think that's harder to get by now. Well, even Bill Burr said expenses. that. Bill Burr said that too. Bill but, Burr, but maybe maybe Steve Harvey, all maybe those guys, he meant like but. work like a job, like either 
Steve Harvey. Couple hours a week. Steve Harvey said that he would like literally do any comedy job, and it didn't matter about the value. Like he would do one that was twenty dollars a night and a hundred because he was learning the craft through that. That's the way you could learn. It's on stage. The only way you learn. Yeah. He doesn't believe in like you could learn through writing and this and that. You learn by being on that stage. Mm-hmm. So he would take any job, and then he quit his job, and he was like homeless for a few years. But I think I have the clip. Hold on, like the pre- the premise of it. I don't believe that any of you are serious until that occurs. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Sorry. Got to take that jump. Got to take a jump. Yeah, don't 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 okay, don't try so to when... steal second base and keep your foot on first. Look at you, Cody. Go to your Cody job. Mm. Tell them niggas, yo, got mm. something on the side that I have some faith in, mm-hmm. and walk away. Yeah. And then weather the storm. Play devil's That's the here. important mm-hmm. part. Hey, creatives, it ain't about how much money you make, mm. how much debt you're in. Mm. It's really all about can you weather this. Storm. That whole corny saying, the light at the end of the tunnel, let's not make that applicable here, but it is. <laughs> if you can get through being broke for the next nine months, the lick. I don't believe that any and of you that are. That was sick. it, but I think. I feel like it's the right answer, but not for everybody. Yeah. You got to believe in yourself, the confidence, and also, obviously, you want that side income. But I really do believe that in some creatives, we're so lazy, like the Steve Jobs, like I said, he would suck at, at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. If you're working that nine to five job, you're drained. To do anything at night when Gary Vee's like, work your 9 to 5, then your 2 a.m. to 7 p.m. is your dream. Like, that's just a lot on everyone when you got kids, you got fucking gym and other stuff, you got to sacrifice. Not to mention if you can do some of your stuff for your hustle at your job. That's a good hustle. That's a good hustle. (laughs) Not everyone's like, But, you know, you you could play both. Maybe you do 50-50, 60-40, and then when you clock out at 5.30, you go all in on I I listened to a little more of that, but I couldn't find the actual episode because I found it on Twitter. But Rory was saying, too, and, like, Joe Budden was like, it's a win, like, if you're talented and gifted enough to do what you love. Like, not everyone can do that, maybe, but you could work in that field. So Rory was helping out other artists. And I heard now they've been getting extra side hustles from the podcast. He'll play songs for artists and stuff, and they get shouted out, and, like, they help that artist uh, get, you know, get a, get a following. And now Rory's, like, managing or working with those artists. So it's like they're getting so many opportunities from the podcast that they would rather from a nine-to-five job that holds you back. Yeah, so it's like they discover a musician, maybe throw some of his music on the podcast, it's and like then he's big, and it's like, oh, now I can be your manager, too. Yeah, it's like, it's like more that's the whole thing. The podcast is creating opportunity, and that's what I want from us. Like, I don't want to follow Joe Budden in hip-hop, but what he's doing is creating opportunities for a team of people, Rory and Ma and everyone else, Parks, the producer, and it also helped that he was already fucking famous and had a huge name behind him. But they're helping other people put on younger artists, influencers, having guests on. And that's what's great about creating networks and podcasting mm-hmm. and comedy. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I fuck with what he was saying, but it, it, it's not meant for everyone right away. It's, it's tough. You really got to struggle. Sometimes it works, though. Like the Steve Harvey shit, living in a car for three years. Like you got to really believe. To, Norman moved to New York City with 400 bucks. It's crazy. He's cleaning toilets, that. right? Yeah, he was a janitor for a few years. That's unbelievable. And janitor was, temp. Like, uh, he would file papers. You got to really believe in yourself and respect the hustle. And then his girlfriend got laid off, and she was trying to do something she was passionate about, but she didn't want him, remember? And he's like, well, you got to do it. You got to uh, take yeah, your yeah. shot. You got to intern. Shout out Norman. He's slowly great, blown up. Great episode. Rogan helped him a lot. He just get, got like 10,000 followers in a week. That's crazy, really? Yeah. So Rogan's like bo- Rogan is like buying a bot. <laughs> Maybe it. someone on Fleshlight should go on Rogan. <laughs> Boom! Hey, yo. so good. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's all right. It's Mike Sweeney. Guys, you heard it here first. Mike Sweeney, you're going to be on Joe Rogan one day. I will. And I shout, will. Out, shout out to the Premature Ejaculation and Cream coming soon. Stay <laughs> tuned. I got some for you guys. New sponsorship on it's the not, way. It's not filming. It's not filming. Oh, wow. Of course. I'm giving my heart out here. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Fuck you. I got two already two 50-minute clips that I'm going to take six hours to bite. 
about Charlotte Starron's tits, and you're taking all the pod No, gems. I had half the Joe Budden stuff in there. Oh, really? Yeah, dipshit. But the, I think it was any take on the Joe Budden stuff? Like, Yeah, I said I said it's, it depends on the situation. It may not be the right thing for everything, and if you can you know, hustle on your own while you're still doing having that income from, you don't have to risk it all. That's also a benefit. Um, you know, have, if you have a, a decent amount saved up, you could use that chunk to go hard. Like, you know, I've definitely thought about doing that. So I'm like, yeah, yeah and know, these mother, mo- these motherfuckers make some people depending on your age, what your life is. If you, you know, if you have, if you don't have a wife and kid, you might be more likely to want to do it. Like, bro, I why. think some jobs don't utilize people the right way. Like you can make shitty ass money doing all this work. That's harder work than doing for something you love and making more money. Like, I feel like, like, I, like I was talking about the Mark Cuban thing, how like jobs are supposed to help you gain other skills and stuff. And they pay you, obviously, but now people want their personal goals matched with their job for for creative happiness. Yeah, it's a difference. I know there's people out there cleaning toilets and grinding and working hard for stuff, but like, there's jobs that are done by machines now and robots, and it's going to be like that. And like now, Cuban was just saying how the fact is like you got to have a job, you have a have a company that's going to work with you and your personal goals, and you tell them the truth about stuff, and then they'll help you and be like, oh, you you want to be a writer? Here, do his copywriting. Here's your skills. Learn it here. You know. Yeah, more companies should be like, I think more companies are starting to be like that. It's just, it's hard because the way job applications work is like you're applying for a specific position. That's what I like to do sometimes is I contact the job just through their site, not through a specific job. And I say, hey, I'd be interested in working here. Here's my skill set. This is what I'd like exactly. to do. And then they come back and see and, and they you're showing say if they have anything, not just something specific like, hey, maybe this, maybe that. Yeah, because sometimes if you're like, hey, I just want to get in the door, it actually works against you because the guy's like, what do you mean you want to get in the door? You're going to be a jack of all trades. You're going to be a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to tell me what you want to do. You got to help me out. That's what it's like. Since I know my passions, like comedy and writing, it's like if I reach out to like a huge comedy media conglomerate or site, like a Funnier Die or a fucking, you know, I don't know, like all things comedy or a college humor or something, I just want to get in the door. Like I'll be a PA sweeping up floors as long as I'm around comedians and then maybe I could work my way up. Or I could come in and be like, hey, I'm a, com- I'm a comedian. I can do this. I can do that. Rather than applying for an administrative assistant or whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's like soul-sucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what he was saying. He was saying, Cuban, Mark Cuban was saying, great things will happen if more companies help realize their workers' personal goals. And people aren't looking for lifelong jobs at a company. They're looking to work for a company to build their skill set and do something they enjoy and can use those skills in something else. Basically, a company is using you and paying you. And you're using that company to better the skills for room to grow. And he was just saying he's not big on mentorships. And you just got to take the time to learn what you need to be great at and learn <clears throat> everything about it and do your time. It's like a prison sentence, comedy. <laughs> do your time. Yeah, I've seen so many comedians uh, do that. And then I've seen, I've seen real-world jobs that have... Uh, I, I know some people who have been working at a place and they weren't necessarily good at what they were... Or not good at, enjoyed what they were doing. So they tried to uh, escape that into a different... Maybe a different job role or, or, or my own... My own personal, I know people who have created a job role at their company. That's dope. And they pr- and then That's presented it to legit. management and it got approved. And it's like, okay, now you're this thing and we've never had this thing. That's fucking lit. That's what you happened. You got to give them credit. Yeah. And then also, though, like, there's this, like, definitely I do this where people, like, people who don't take the leap and act like they're going to, or, like, don't, like, I'll, I'll, I'll take the hit here. Like, you consume a lot of self-help and are, and are afraid of the imperfected action. Like, you're afraid to take the action. But instead, you like watch the YouTube video on how to do it constantly and not Sounds take the familiar. action. I'm I'm definitely guilty of that, and a lot of people are. People people even said that a lot of people do that where they'll like watch something about like an inspirational thing or like how to do something and never take the action. It's always more important to take that fucking action, but have a plan. Yeah, you know, and don't let the day run you. Have an agenda. ADD. Remember agendas in high school? Not good. 
How about Danny Brown? He has a TV show. They said he's a super talent because he has an album out or coming out. He's a rapper. He got head from a girl on stage before. But he, I saw he has a show. It's like a basement show. I was pissed. I was like, dude, this motherfucker has my idea. But this idea has been out forever. It was like a basement TV show and he's interviewing people. Yeah. That's why we should move the podcast just onto the wall and have the person sitting between us. And it's a TV, that way it's a TV show and a podcast. I, and I actually got advice. They were, like t- this, they were telling course. me to interview your Mickey Galls and big name guests and people like that on the couch right there and just have me do the interview and then have your comedians do comedy content or write or do like a separate video and sell. Because yeah. maybe people might not want to listen to a two-hour podcast, but it is a form of great conversation and like it opens it up more because when you're inclined to only five minutes, you might not be able to get everything out of somebody. Like you could tell... From a Howard, for attention span, a right? Howard Stern interview and a podcast like Rogan are more intimate than a variety five-minute press thing or someone eating wings. Not to knock those media platforms. They're doing great. They're doing great. But I'm saying is like you're not going to get everything out of uh, like a magazine GQ interview where they tell you your favorite belongings because they're only there probably for a limited time of the day. And they probably go to Howard Stern first. I'm talking like a day press run for famous people. Think about it. They'll do like Howard Stern in the morning or like a Rogan podcast randomly and mm-hmm. get all these followers. But that's why I fuck with Rogan, because Howard Stern's interviewing people who are already fucking huge, right? Huge. And well, Rogan's putting people on. Rogan's putting people on. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And I don't think Howard Stern put people on right now in today's age. Nah, it, even though I'm a big fan, it's different. I don't even listen, but I'm a big also, fan. Of also, part. Rogan is his own empire. So is Howard Stern. Ha- yeah, but he's still under serious. <laughs> True, but he pretty runs that bitch. I, I've been no, there. He, he has his own, he he has his own wing. No, he runs a piece. He's there. an old, legendary, like, the goat in radio. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't care about some nobody. Yeah. And Rogan, you still, and let's be honest, to get on Rogan, it's like, it's who he likes. Like, you can't be, like, His favoritism, like me or you can't get on Rogan. Like, Norman is not there, a superstar, but he's a successful comedian. He can get on. Like, he's, me or you can He's playing can't the Seinfeld on. thing well. He's putting pictures of him with Seinfeld, like, putting it out there, comedians and cards. I love that form of comedy. I saw him put a picture up, like, he was in a car with, with, uh, with Seinfeld. Murphy and Seinfeld, yeah. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. That's smart. Norman's really, <laughs> Norman's dumb, but smart, like, really smart at the same time. Kind of like me. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, signs talk. What are the signs a girl's playing the field and isn't happy with her dating situation is looking for other men? Uh, she cheats. I know, but what are the signs? Like you're say you're that guy, but you could tell she has another guy. What do you do? <clears throat> Be like, yeah, Yo, you got another guy. <laughs> just ask or just yeah. fuck. Who cares? 2019. Were you in a significant relationship with them? No, like you're just talking to them and, oh. and like you could tell like something's going on where she's getting other dick. Getting penetrated. Depends. Are you trying to just have sex with her? Are you trying to form a relationship? Like with her? you could tell, you know a girl's dating someone but doesn't fully promote it yet because she wants to keep her options open. Oh. Who's at fault there? It's the girl at fault, but you kind of feel bad as a nice guy because the other guy is going to get fucked. Not True, literally. but if she's fucking both of you, that's a, that's a win win. I guess we're condoms. I, I tell you the telltale sign for me is she's posting pics out with food. And the hidden boyfriend doesn't make the Instagram or Snapchat. Yeah, we've gone over this. Same no, with but like, her. She's on the beach and he's taking the photo. Yeah, like you'll take a, you'll see a picture of a girl. You'll see someone at the table. Yeah. Like you'll see the two beers or you'll see like a man's shirt, but you hey, won't see the beer? guy. Can I get a beer? Can I get a water? But Should but like but he's probably paying for the bill and getting some ass. Not good. And also I think late replies, but still interested. Like she'll reply back like, oh, sorry, I was doing this, but let's hang out sometime. I really want to see you. She's like holding it off because she's with the Look, guy. guys, you know my deal with text messages. A girl, this is scientifically proven. I actually don't know, but I'm going to say it is. A girl sees a response text in no less than 10 minutes after she receives it. Okay. Love it when they leave you on read. So she leaves you on read or she has read an option. You got you. She, so you send a text, 10 minutes goes by, she left you on read or she doesn't answer. She's seen it. Uh, she's seen it 100%. 
It's just maybe she's busy. Maybe she's in the middle of fucking another guy. Maybe she's gonna get back to you. Whatever. You can't overthink text messages. I used to be a loser like ev- like like anybody else who's thinking like that, who's listening, and freak out over a text message. You don't doesn't matter. What, text message timing does not matter. What if she re- What if she replies back like? Like twelve hours later, do you hit her right away like a loser, or do you wait like six hours? Do you play the time game or no? You All the time, play the time game. You Definitely just said you don't game. care. It doesn't matter when they text you back. Exactly, but you play the time game. So you play the time game back if it's abs- if it's an absurd amount. Like if I, I text, did that, if I've done that text, one time. If you text a girl and she t- let's say she texts back an hour later. Do you I'm, give I'm two not hours? Gonna, I'm not going to wait thirty minutes? seconds, but like 10, 15, 20 minutes. I'm not going to text back right away. <laughs> I've I've had that happen before when I was younger, and a girl would answer me back like a day later, and I did two days, and then she did another day, and it was like we weren't even like, and we kind of just said like, well, listen, we're playing games here. I'm like, yeah. yeah, and it was like literally we've only talked twice in a week. Well, it depends on the girl though. What if you if you're texting her and you're the texts are going back and forth every two three minutes, then all of a sudden she doesn't answer for an hour. That's different. Yeah, yeah. If did. you're on a if you're on a two day spree of the text, you, one text comes in every two days, then no, you're fucking around it's not worth it yeah a lot of this new stuff is wasted energy like the online dating apps it's a lot of fucking around because it's killing you it's killing us too you'll text someone and it will never happen it will never be about that action hanging out and then you get excited when you get a nude you just keep it going when you're horny mickey said it best and mickey's a freaking mickey's a superstar okay why are we playing games we're going out or we're not what is what is it like if it takes longer than a day or two you should know better than anyone if it takes longer than a day or two to establish something like the first move is to go out if it takes longer than a day or two I actually got DMs on this it's not worth it okay I get it you have jobs she has jobs I've gotten the bullshit excuses I'm working three jobs I'm doing this I'm doing that I've got kids I'm doing this I'm just kidding fuck that uh, you know I'm this I'm that I'm like me too me too lady okay I'm not where I want to be in my life but it don't take more than a day to figure out if you want to go out hold on hold on <laughs> I don't know what it's with these women, man. <laughs> like, you match with a hot girl. She wants to hang out that night, probably looking for ass or lonely, or wants to hang out that weekend. If you don't make an attempt within two days, they're on to the next one because I got so many options Bounce. and they don't care. Bounce. And then I got a girl wrote, not even two days. You have 24 hours to make the move to get laid, buddy. Yeah. I, I, said, who ma- I said, who made these rules? Online dating culture is terrible. Online dating is not for dating. It's to get laid. Funny because I matched with this girl and she didn't act like she was trying to fuck quickly or anything. And it's and the I funniest part is that that's a girl saying all that. I know. It seems like she's a girl, but she definitely like... She cool. She's a cool girl. Like, yeah, she's, cool a, girl. she's a liberal you girl. Could, you could like hang out. Not really liberal. You could hang out or and chill liberal on sexually, like, watch I mean. fo- like f- football on a Sunday. Yeah, you know what I mean. But she and I don't even know her that well, and she's very nice and well, open. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that well, so I don't want to say what she said at the end. But I know what she said at the end, so it's like you know reconfirming. That's like, look, if she's saying dating apps are to get laid, and then all these girls are, have their relationship, have their dating bios relations. She, said, for she said it was bullshit. Come on, she said it was bullshit. Yeah, I guess I don't th- think it's bullshit for all, but I'd say more often than not. I actually think they want to be in relationships, right? But they still want to get laid. Yeah. So you have to pretend like you're in. The, I don't do that though. I don't want to pretend like I'm want to be in a serious committed relationship. Though guys do that, then play them, then girls get all angry and shit, and it's like a cycle of their vicious yeah. behavior. But everyone wants to fuck at the end of the day, I, but not randos. I get you want to meet someone and for not a drink over the top unless yeah. it's, unless it's a sex buddy. You know, you're not internal like three times a day. She has like admitted that men and women play it off like they don't want it. Well, I, I play it off like I want it if I want something, but I know women who do that. Well, you got to tread lightly. Like, you, if, unless you can gauge if she's a whore, you can't just open up with like, "Look, I'm just trying to have sex with you," which is basically what she said you should do. And she's like, "I told the other guy, the guy the other Hope day, doesn't I mind us. To have we sex. haven't said her name, but <laughs> yeah, not saying any names. I told the guy the other day I just wanted to have sex, and he was offended. <laughs> I was like, "Why would he be offended? Doesn't make any sense." Like, Usually, it's the other way around. I think he might have acted like he's offended to be like a proper man in this situation, or that's he true. just fucking sucks. That's true. But like, I would never be offended. I'd be like, oh, that's dope. But like, I would kind of go with it to maybe get some titties or news. But me, as the pussy man I am, I probably wouldn't fuck because mm-hmm. I'd be like, who else is she fucking? Or I can't believe she's fucking so quickly. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I probably maybe get excited. And be like, all right, let's do this shit. Mm-hmm. You know? 
How about... Oh, I'm not done with the women's stuff, though. Yeah, I got something that I actually probably shouldn't talk about. Uh, well, but I'll also, someone was telling me, I asked a girl, they'll bail on the plans, but then, like, act interested and still want to hang out with you. And you're thinking that they're not interested, but they actually are. It's just the fact they have another guy that's taking them out to dinner, winding them, dining them, and they'll, they want you to lay some pipe another time. <laughs> like, girls wa- want to still chill with you, but it's suspect. They'll, like, they'll ask to hang out late, or, like, if it, when it comes up that day, it's an excuse, or they don't answer for hours. Like, sorry, I was doing this and doing that. And you're thinking she's not interested? She's actually actually really interested, but she's trying to find a way to fucking scam the other guy, or she's starting to like the other guy more, and then that's when that's a good situation though. I mean, if you get the pussy, if you could fuck this girl right, and she's and then she's like, oh, I'm starting to get serious with the other guy, I have to stop talking to you. You hit it. That's a win, dude. Mm. But I mean, I feel like it's rare. I feel like it's a rare percentile though, because you could be in that low percent of guys girls will risk it all for, but usually it has to be someone they really fuck with or someone famous. And let's put it, let's be honest, that's really not happening us right now. Where there's like a there's girl no- who has a boyfriend who still wants to fuck with you hardcore, and she's like really hot, and she's like, nah, I, I, I want to fuck you. That's but a girl. It's not gonna who, uh, that's an insecure girl or a a little a little psycho girl. You got to be famous or something. I yeah. feel like you have to have notoriety for that and like be one of those things. Like, holy shit, I just had sex with so and so. I just had sex with famous comedian Tom Zappia. I just had sex with Brad Pitt. Yeah, because me and Brad Pitt are on the same level. Exactly. So put it out there in the vision. You know, come on, he, come on, ladies. He's sixty-eight years old. Moving You're to L.A. Looking, moving on. to L.A. or New York next year. Catch me in L.A. next year. You could catch me at. Um, what are those called? Masterminds? I'm going to be talking about Mastermind how to pick up bitches. Kelly. Check out his next one. Check out my next mastermind. How to take the cans out, Mike. Make cans. The groundhogs. Um, yeah, definitely. But, um... My be. But what do you think about YouTubers banning <laughs> YouTube in their house for their kids? It shows you how addicting social media is and how bad it is. Not good. Like that one guy I was listening to, Casey or whatever, forget his name. He was on the Phil DePrank. Casey Frank, and the Sunshine Band. No, some other guy. But he banged, Casey Adams. He, he banned no different one. He banned uh, he him. someone Uger. He Uger. Okay. He, he bans YouTube in his house for his kids. Really? Yeah. But he's a YouTube star. Yeah, he made his name on. Well, YouTube. he's a YouTube star and he's got kids. Yeah. He's like huge, huge. Why Casey, ban YouTube? Nasa? Why not just ban the content that he? No, because they like because it's addicting, and they go by the thumbnail. Apparently, thumbnails are big, so they'll like, they'll look at thumbnails that they want and just watch everything. So instead, he just buys it. I think you could buy it somewhere else, and they buy certain videos, and also they don't want them looking at certain things because you could look at a lot of stuff on YouTube. Right. You know. Um, you can, but YouTube still flags anything that's crazy bad. What is that? Ninety-eight percent. Zapia has logaria, uncontrollable talk. He's talkative. All you listeners, a tendency who toward know because I overly complex wordness in speech or writing. Tell me he doesn't use extra words in his writing or speeches. Tell me Mike Sweeney doesn't send me four thousand voice memos per day, which I show to all of you. If if you're listening, if you're listening and you're a friend of mine, I told you the guy, the kid's a psychopath. I could talk about stuff Tom Zapia does about sending Snapchats to people unauthorized and no consent, but I won't do that because I don't want them to get me too. Oh, you could literally go right ahead. Everyone who I snap in, in, my, in my work knows I snap them. Uh, do they know uh, certain things you snap? Doesn't that work? Snoo- snapping, su- zooming in on them, looking over something. Yeah, they do know. Uh, no comment on what he snaps. No comment on I have to wake up every single morning to Mike Sweeney text, guys. You don't. That's positive. What, That's no, positive. Not. Anything. You're not saying good morning. Hope you have a good day. You're saying, <laughs> hey, you fucking idiot. You posted that. You look like an idiot. <laughs> it's so stupid. They're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna hate it. That's You're a fucking idiot. Steve Harvey. Oh, we're gonna get two views. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. Oh my god, I applied too much monoxidil. I'm fucking gonna die. Oh, my car's gonna blow up. That's not positive, idiot. Mean vibes. Truth vibes. I'm all about truth. Remember First. the Steve Harvey thing? Someone woke him up every day at five in the morning. <laughs> Hope you have a good day today. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. I'm, I'm doing I don't that get to you. that. I'm I don't get that. You. You're a cuck. Should do that for a comedy video though. That is funny, right? I'm starting to do my. I'm starting to do my face on stories too. I don't give a fuck. Good. That's good. 
well, per- personal, because I'm not listening to you on Keep It Basement. No, you can do Keep It Basement too, Tacky Basement. All right, fuck it. Should I do it on personal? Keep Tacky Basement or do it on Keep Basement? Oh, yeah, not to mention Mike Sweeney sends 4,000 snaps in a row of videos, which overblows up your phone so it won't load, so I can't even watch it, about, a, about a rant about him seeing some Italian guys at the barber he hasn't seen in nine years, and just sends, wasn't a barber, and, literally, was a fucking, uh, and literally just sends it to me and Sam and nobody else, and doesn't post it anywhere. Anything else, idiot? Uh, I went for a job interview, and this guy asked me my five-year plan. I even know what I was eating for lunch. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I hope you're going to take that to the stage. Uh, Dirty hack. Uh, it's funny. Recruiters say it's easy to get a job when you have a job, so I think it's easy to get more pussy if you already have pussy. Yeah, I've heard that a hundred times. What about the uh, Sunday dinner one? You've heard that. Mike's going to run through his material now. <laughs> dirty, dirty hack. True story, though. I was named after a guy who died having sex. You know that must have been some killer pussy. <laughs> First of all, your name's Mike. So if you're named after it's not some big legend that he died of fucking having uh, sex. That's a true story. This Ask my dad. That's fucking name in the world. mean. I was that's named after a guy mean. named Mike, though. When rappers rap about killing pussy, I get nervous. Like, I don't want to kill the pussy. I just want to send off a few warning shots. You know, like a little beef. I don't want anyone to get hurt. This one girl was like, I want you to kill the pussy. And choke the shit out of me. It was kind of scary. She's like, stop being so pussy. This job says freelance opportunity on site. Girls out here really want to stop breathing and get that get their pussy killed. Not good. I feel like girls like a light choke during sex, and that makes me anxious. This one girl was like, stop being a pussy and go harder. Anybody into just regular old sex? Girls out here really want to stop breathing. Get spit on. Like you want to just have sex, like penetration, and then, we, and then we go home. Like that'd be great. Spit on me. I think I think, and I also I don't. If you're not in porn or like a complete whore, I think girls aren't just Jeez, regular sex. Very mean. No, I think I think more girls aren't just regular sex. So they just want to say that stuff because it makes them sound. They think it makes them more desirable. Also, you know you're in a bad relationship when your girl hides food for herself. Because I had a girlfriend one time who was hiding food from me, like oatmeal and cookies and shit. And I feel like if you hide the food, the trust levels have been broken. And I feel like trust issues. I feel like I had trust issues ever since that. Because like, what else is she hiding in the relationship? Girls, please hide food from me because I need to lose some weight. <laughs> what are you hiding? Three or four dudes in that pantry closet or under the bed? <laughs> These bitches is crazy. <laughs> You're, Mike's running through his material because he texted me all I'm these jokes. I'm not running through. And said, hey, are these good jokes? You know you did. I'm you not idiot. running through. Yeah. I got suspicious and paranoid. It got really bad when she started hiding the pussy. Not good. Started with oatmeal cookies and then pussy. No sex for a week. Plus hiding my favorite foods. It's a wrap. That's when I knew the relationship was over. Moral of the story, folks, don't hide shit from your significant other and... When you do, when you do or they do, watch out because the relationship's gonna take a turn for the watch worse. Out. You know what I mean? You're supposed to do shit together. You're supposed to eat together, be a team, teamwork, make the dream work. Uh, either buy more food of that so you could both eat it, you fucking scumbags, or just suffer with me and not eat and don't be sneaky and hide shit. Also, Tom's happy has been starving himself and only eating like once a day. It's not working out. Like that's not healthy at all. I, I don't lost know how six pounds. Do it. I know, but I'm saying great. That's really great, but probably not healthy for your body. I just eat all the time and I'm really fat. You have stick legs, though. I'm fucking thick. I got a little thick stomach, though, because I'm Italian. I would take a thick stomach. You got stick legs, though. I actually feel like I eat like shit. This is good for Mark Hernandez, but I feel like I feel shitty after I eat carbs. You should meet the comedian. Also, since we were hating Conan, you should meet the comedian Mike Sweeney, who ran Conan for like 20 years. I thought, is he alive? Yeah. What do you mean? Fuck him. There's only one Mike Sweeney. Should I just go with Mike Sweeney then? Yeah. Going, I'm a famous comedian? Did you make your handle the Sweens like as soon as you got social media, or are you Mike Sweeney for a little while? I was real. I was the real Sweens, and I made myself the Sweens. <laughs> the real Sweens, like a rapper. Yeah, I'm surprised the Sweens isn't taken. What about just? I like, am the Sweens, you idiot. I'm saying before you idiot. Everyone can't because you can't have the same tag as someone, right? I don't know. I am the Sweens. What you should just do? You should take out the the. Just be Sweens. That's what someone told me. You got to pay for that. I think, I think Louis said <laughs> that because some. You someone probably, told me I had to pay for that. But that's because it's probably taken already. 
Yeah, every, pay actually. to play, baby. Kyle Dunnigan's Instagram is so good. Only? Yeah, that guy's pretty good. Sweeney's is hashtagged over 100 times. That's me, baby. Ooh, it's all Smokies. Yeah. Sweeney's Bar and Grill. <laughs> uh, There's no Sweeney's. You should take Sweeney's. If I'm putting my if I'm putting my energy out, someone told me I should get Mike. <laughs> Mike. So, Mike is definitely taking What do you think about moms who work out with their babies, though? Like, you know what's fucked up? Moms who make their babies work out with them. Like, why are you fat shaming <laughs> your babies and forcing them to go on? Go exercise with you. How do you know they want to exercise? I see moms wheeling their babies. And babies should be fat. They're cuter. <laughs> I see bit moms wheeling babies whizzing by me at the park, like jogging, like they're like fucking getting wild. Like, yeah, how do you know the kids getting dizzy? Yeah, so but why? The kid did not sign up for that, though. <laughs> he didn't sign up to be do that, and he could be getting dizzy. He could be feeling sick. I don't get it. How how much does it suck to get this meme sent to you? Do you have you ever gotten the meme at 23 years old? J.K. Rowling was broke. Jeff Bezos was flipping burgers at McDonald's. Walt Disney had just declared bankruptcy. Barack Obama was a community organizer. But then it's like, well, I'm on 24 now, so this sucks. No, there's one that's like Colonel Sanders at 56 started <laughs> KFC things. So I, I was like, ah, there's time. Oh, Someone told me I'm young today. I feel like all these all these best athletes believe in the higher power. Might as well be religious after watching like the Super Bowl. Might as well be religious. Everyone starts out saying, "I have to thank the man above." Glory to God. Even like Steve Harvey. Black people and some athletes. That's mean. I'm telling Lou. It's just true. But like, nah. I feel like there's a a greater purpose. Maybe there is. Need to be more religious. Probably get more done. I never talked to you about religion, really. Um, I feel like any girl has free spirit in their dating bio or Instagram profile will send you titties before (laughs) the first date. Learn from a friend. Free spirit. Don't debate me on this. All right, want to wrap it up? Yeah, but why do quick check cashiers sound like strippers treating you like customers at a strip club? Like all I did was buy some Reese's pieces. Fuck, I had a freaking joke I was thinking of on the way here, and I forget it. I never, I never, I didn't write that. How you doing tonight, sugar? That'd be five twenty-five, baby. Thank you, sweetie. Hope you have the rest of the enjoy your night. Wait, 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 you, wait! You have to go all the way down the line. Look, I love lying on resumes. Oh my god. Okay, ready? Look. Take risks, live your life, enjoy the ride. Ready? If you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you. Watch, watch, ready? Post all those. Watch, ready, ready, watch. I'm Kate Basin, too. Watch, watch, ready? <laughs> Send me those. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking and showing me and hey, going hey, in the hey. mic. It's so dumb. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. No, I'm eating a cookie at the end. It gets better, watch. Uh, I wish there was, like, women in there. Here it is, here it is. Ready? Look. <laughs> Mike, look, I'll kill you. <laughs> look. Can I film you doing that? Well, that was today. Not good. <laughs> oh, man. It looks like a fucking Paul Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we Paul bearing your fucking dead body <gasps> from the minoxidil overdose. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to go out. Uh, How about all the comedians who take that shit? I told you. How about the one guy who said he's taking this since he was fourteen? That's Doug Smith. He's hilarious. They sent you the article. Good that guy's mustache. fucking not good. I dare you. Dick's gonna fall down. I over. I just dap it. No, he was doing the propecia at fourteen, dude. Would not have a dick. I don't think the Rogan's done anything for me. I gotta go for. We talking about this, really? No. All right. Uh, thank Wait, you guys. Rate, yeah, subscribe. Should I leave that in there? I'm Please share it. Bert Kreischer does it, and fucking Rogan Bert's used to do bald. it. Bert's bald. No, he he does it though. It keeps his hair. He says he's a little shit. bit. Um, but uh, Rogan, Joe Rogan. Guys, seriously, we're looking at all these podcasts. Who let's be not saying you know we're bigger by any stretch of the means, but we are hilarious and put great content. They have like five thousand reviews. Don't know if they're real or not, but we don't have that many. They so got a machine if behind. If you're them. listening to this, do us one favor. Please review, rate it four stars, and then review it. Write in whatever you want. Just say you, were, you guys are great real quick. Or we're anything. providing value. Anything. You like our? You like Mike's exotic interviews? You like the podcast? You like stand-up? Anything. Just say, great podcast, funny, whatever. Please review, share to anyone who listens to podcasts. I see Every other day I see a Facebook post like, any podcast suggestions? That's where you type in Keep It Basement with the Just do it yourself. You've got to be your biggest fan. True, but I okay. don't like doing that. But leave us a subscription, guys. Like we said, we got live pods coming. We got another pod coming this Wednesday with Mark Hernandez, nutritionist. We got fucking... Oh yeah, <laughs> we got um, <laughs> we got a live pod coming. We got Exotica 
right? We got we got more podcasts coming. Uh, as long as uh, me and Mike are still around uh, doing this hustle, so please just share it. Hit us up for t-shirts down the line or now because I've already had a hundred people ask me. Um, oh yeah, I got mad people ask me too. Shout out to them. Rate, subscribe. YouTube has been help working a little bit. Go on to YouTube, check it out. Thank you to all the listeners who take the time to check us out. We appreciate it. Stay tuned for some upcoming stuff. Oh yeah, don't you have the permanent drop that you put in too that says rate and subscribe us? I have it saved. Yeah, I don't know where it is though. Cool. Great, I can give it to you. <laughs> uh, Keepitbasement.com for easy access to everything. Small wins build momentum. Uh, Mike Sweeney's a derelict and come see me do stand-up. Love you all. Do you think every girl has to go through a whole phase? Ciao. True. Oh, end it right there. It's a great place to end it. With the do you think a girl has to go through a whole phase and I say ciao. <laughs> I have a. I have the. You, you welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world with its soft, real feel insert patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures in over a hundred possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Check out dankstop.com. We have the biggest selection of bongs, vaporizers, accessories, anything that you're looking for in the smoking industry. Use promo code BEAWESOME. That's B-E-AWESOME, A-W-E-S-O-M-E. One word, put it together, no spaces. That's for 15% off. Check us out. Uh, Stay tuned for a giveaway that we're doing with Keep It Basement. Shout out Keep It Basement. You guys were awesome. And hopefully we speak again soon. Thank you, Louie. Shout out to Dankstop. Yo, this is Sean Kelly. You're listening to... Fuck. (laughs) 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 Why are you staring at me? I'm not. (laughs) You're literally staring. (laughs) Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey (laughs) Champs. Sam. I'm not looking at you. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Champs, and you're listening to Keep It Basement. Uh, oh, I would love to tell you. I would love to tell you that basically uh, Mike Sweeney, the head president CEO of Keep It Basement, fully admitted. At least you know it. Keep it fucking moving. Um, Porn sex, it's like 45 minutes an hour, but like real sex is like 20 minutes. Well, maybe for me, I guess. Try like three or four hours. Hour and 45 minutes? What the fuck? It is four hours. Key words of wisdom here. Always use a condom, and if you don't use a condom, make sure you got like really strong pull-out game. Okay. Pull-out <laughs> game week. Yeah, wear a condom. Are you nuts? I have two hairless cats. I have one too. Can you get laid whenever with a bunch of options? How thirsty are your DMs? It's pretty lit. I ain't got Instagram. I don't got tweeters. I don't got nothing. A younger guy pick up a, a woman who's older than him. That's a really great question. How could I approach you and take you back to my room if we were s- sitting at a bar? You ask too many fucking questions. Don't ask no fucking questions. Plus, do funny guys get laid more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Would you date a uh, guy with a small penis? Like, how small? <laughs> How's, how big's your penis? Like, four inches? How funny are you? Then you put that video on fucking Worldstar. I hit the thing, it's YouTube. Fuck me up more. I'm sick of it. Stay down in the cellar and shut the fuck up. Now. Keep it basement podcast keep description. Basement. Find Keep It Basement with the Sweens wherever you get your podcast with host Tom Zappia and Alex Nicholas. Please make that a permanent drop <laughs> in every episode. I scold them myself. Keep It Basement podcast. We out.
This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Stealth Mode Motorsports. It's a fucking read-through. What am I supposed to be? Act interested. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality. Quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati. Super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com. Also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. Specializing in Yamaha R1 and R6, GSXR 650,000, ZX6R, ZX10R, and CBR1000RR late model years. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash stealth mode motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shipbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement Rate. Subscribe. Thanks, guys. Peace. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Top of California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my view on things.